LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox. That's Ben Olson. Together, we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. This is an email from Jordan. You want to take it? Yep. I'm getting my application together, says Jordan. I have a lengthy criminal record, though. They are all drug charges and nothing violent. I have one misdemeanor conviction, and I was charged with two felonies that were reduced to misdemeanors. My most recent run-in with the law was four years ago, five years by the time my application is done. What are my chances of getting into Vanderbilt Law or any top law school? I have a 3.76 GPA, and I'm assuming I will have an LSAT score within their median range when I test in June. Does my criminal record hurt my chances of a top law school more than it does with regional schools? How should I address these issues in my application? Thank you. Um, Well, a lot is going to depend, I think, on Jordan's LSAT score, right? The biggest drivers in any applicant's application is their GPA and their LSAT score. When it comes to these things, I would imagine that how law schools deal with misdemeanors and a criminal record period is going to depend on the crimes involved, how long ago they took place. I don't know the answers to those questions, but the only thing you can do is the same thing that everyone else does, and that is apply broadly and see what happens. As for addressing these issues, I would answer them truthfully, but provide no more information than what's required. Yeah, and I think step one is to call the Tennessee Bar Association. I mean, assuming, you know... Vanderbilt, I'm guessing you're not going yep. there from some other state besides Tennessee, because why would you? Sure. Van- By the way, what is this like he, referring to Vanderbilt as some like top law school? And then, you know, in contrast with regional schools, I would have put Vanderbilt in the regional law school category, wouldn't you? Uh, wait, what is Vanderbilt ranked? I don't I, know. But I, if you started naming top law schools, it would take you a while to get to Vanderbilt. Yeah, I I, I guess have... I've thought of Vanderbilt as a high-ranking school. I don't know. In my mind, it's like UVA, Vanderbilt. I, I would, Georgetown, I would consider those highly ranked or have a more national influence. But well, I'm going to lsatdemon.com slash scholarships because that's the best place to look for law school rankings these days. Sure. Um, you can put in an LSAT and a GPA there, and it'll calculate your chances. Uh. What did Jordan say about GPA? I, I know uh, Jordan 3.76. said... 3.76. 3.76. Okay, so that's below Vanderbilt's 50th percentile and what said at their 50th percentile for LSAT? So Median, that's one, yeah. Mm-hmm. 169. Okay, so I'm going to put in a 169. And what did you say? 3.76? 3.76. Okay. Yeah, Vanderbilt... Okay, I mean, it's 17th on our list. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where we draw the line between national law schools and regional law schools. It's sure. just not a binary thing. It's fading, um, right? Like Vanderbilt has less of a national reach than, say, yeah. UVA or NYU. But yeah, I, I don't think this is the school that Jordan wants to go to. I mean, not with those numbers. You're, you know, unless you're made of money, Jordan, um, you're going to get less than half scholarship probably with those numbers at Vanderbilt. Yep. Yep. If you get in, I mean, if we get over your criminal record, yeah. um, I, you know, if you get in, they're going to charge you a lot of money to go there. Uh, so I would be, you know, looking a little farther down, you can get a full tuition to Alabama. You can get more than full tuition to 
Iowa, Wisconsin, George Mason, Wake Forest, like Mm -hmm. tons of schools that are ranked in the 30s and 40s that'll give you not only a scholarship, but more than full scholarship with uh, those numbers. Yeah. And our mission is to keep you from paying for law school because it is a just (laughs) enormous waste of money. I say it's a waste of money because you just don't have to pay, right? I mean, other yeah, people are going yeah. for free. So yeah. why why would you not go for free to uh, to law school? Yeah, if you you know if the gas station next door is twice charging twice as much, why would you drive over there when you could just drive to the other one? And <laughs> it's pay more the like regular f- price. free gas. <laughs> yeah, free I gas. Mean, and one then gas station gas is... says free gas. The other one says nine dollars a gallon. Yeah, like which one do you want? Um, yeah. Oh, and they, they offer a discount, so now it's $7 a gallon. Don't be fooled, right? You can still go for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and let's see. Does does Vanderbilt offer a lot of those scammer ships? Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. They offer 45% of their class a scammer ship of less than 50, less than half tuition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they – and then meanwhile, they're giving 37% of their class half to full, and 3% of their class is getting more than full. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful. They're, they're not – by they're not even close to one of the worst offenders uh, for mm. scammer ships, but they are definitely out there playing the game. If you're as wondering what Nathan means by scammer ship, he just means <laughs> scholarship with a yeah slightly more well, accurate. <laughs> we used to not say scholarships, right? For a while, yeah. we were like insisting that we would only call them a discount. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's a discount. It's not yeah. anything like for for. You can definitely get free, which at that yeah. point, you know, that's actually a scholarship, right? If you're going yeah. for zero. Yeah. But if they gave you half off, you know, and it's a resident tuition of $64,000 a year. Yep. So half off means they're still charging you $32,000 a year, which yep. is overpriced. If that was the price, it would be like way overpriced. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just <laughs> insane to think that education actually costs that much you're going to be sitting in a giant lecture hall with a hundred other students there's (laughs) absolutely no labs (laughs) there's no no. lab equipment (laughs) right there's no like science going on on campus it's like just a bunch of suits coming to like talk Mm -hmm. anyway i'm not like here to shit on vanderbilt they're fine they're they're just like every other law school um similarly ranked the the criminal record thing Jordan needs to take seriously. Like I I don't think we're experts on this issue. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I mean, there we don't get many convicted uh, offenders applying yeah. to law school. It's just not a yeah. super common route. That's not to say that you can't do it. But yeah, I mean, phone call number one. You call the Tennessee bar. You fully disclose everything that's in your record, and you say do people like me still go to law school and get admitted to the Tennessee bar? Sure. Because there could be some rule in Tennessee that's like, no, sorry, your ship has sailed. You have been convicted of multiple crimes. You're not going to be a lawyer in this state. Yeah. And then you could call other states that you're willing to live in. Um, But if you keep hearing no, (laughs) at some point you may want to. I would call Vanderbilt as well. I mean, like, what's the point of trying to hide this? They're going to, you know, they're going to ask you these questions on your application. And the reason why they're asking you these questions on your application is that they're going to ask you those questions again three years from now 
on your character and fitness for the state bar. And yeah. that interview or that like investigation is going to be even more serious because when they do the, the state bar, like could totally actually call your references and contacts and, you know, before they admit you to take people's lives in your hands um, as a practicing attorney in their state. Yeah. They're, they're going to like get pretty serious about looking at your record. Yeah. And so I don't think you should be shy about calling Vanderbilt and just disclosing it before way before you've even applied. I don't think you need to worry that they're going to like remember you and hold it against you. They don't, (laughs) it's not the game we're playing. Um, Call them and ask them, like, just tell them, Hey, five years ago, I have this criminal record. Like I would actually even say, can I speak to successful law students at Vanderbilt who have a similar story? What Vanderbilt has 154 people in their first year class. So looking at, you know, 400 people in the school, probably plus all of their years and years of um, graduates. I would think that they should be able to connect you to somebody who has some kind of a similar story. Unless they don't accept people with that (laughs) background. And then they say, no, there's no one we can connect you with. And that's a, that's a good sign. Yeah. Unless it's like impossible to practice law in the state of Tennessee. Um, so yeah. Okay. I guess that's my final word on it is, um, you got to make some phone calls and, uh, as Ben said, when you're doing the application itself, I think you want to make sure that you don't over disclose, mm-hmm. but you also don't want to be lying at all. Nope. nope. Um, you have to be answering honestly. I would answer honestly and concisely. So you, they ask you a question, you answer that question. Honestly, you provide what they asked for and nothing more. And then you're done. You just, you're like a robot. It's like, that's yes. That's what I did. There's nothing that you can, that you, you won't run into problems if you do that. Yeah. Does my criminal record hurt my chances of a top law school more than it does with regional schools? I, I would say so, merely from the <laughs> yeah. fact that anything that's negative is going to, yeah, uh, is going to be uh, less <laughs> damaging in a regional school, which is more desperate. Oh, of course it does. Yeah. The, the regional school is going to look at your, you know, 3.76 and being like, oh shit, we don't get very many people with a 3.76. Vanderbilt, meanwhile, is like, oh, you're below our 50th percentile. Yep. So, you know, like, how, why would they want to go out of their way to admit somebody who has a GPA below their 50th percentile unless you show them an LSAT that's way up there? But Jordan seems to be suggesting that they're not. Uh, that just doesn't seem like somebody who should apply to Vanderbilt in my, in my book. Well, a lot of this depends on how Jordan does on the LSAT, right? So Yeah, well, I'm, make, I'm taking Jordan at their word to yeah, say yeah. in their median range. I mean, that, that's like, that isn't someone that I would ever advise apply to this school. Any school that you're in the median range, yeah. you're probably not going to get a great scholarship and therefore you need to be applying elsewhere. You're going to just be wildly overcharged by that, yeah. by that school. I mean, like if we... If we bump it up, you know, let's see what happens at let's five more LSAT points. Okay. Vanderbilt turns from <laughs> red, less than half, mm-hmm. to blue, more than full. Yeah, it's the highest ranked school, more than full. With That's with five more LSAT points, Jordan. I mean, I, I know you didn't write for this exact advice, but 
I'm telling you that five LSAT points in in that situation, it's putting the criminal record aside, assuming that that's going to be a non-issue here, which I don't know is true, but if it is, the five more LSAT points there is going to get you... Um, yeah, I mean, is the Ben? Do you think that this are we where where are we getting this data? Because the five hundred nine report says resident tuition sixty four thousand, but then the estimator is saying thirty three thousand plus is a more than full tuition scholarship at Vanderbilt. Um, so I know that the estimator was moved to be all based on semester costs. Oh, so. this is semester, not year. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. So then that makes perfect sense. So, but I'm I mean, pretty man, sure I thought, okay. I actually, that's the thing I, we need to clarify that with Brittany, but I'm, it, we do. because the problem was the data was all mixed up, right? Some schools had it right. by year, some had it by scholarship well, or by semester. So then that, we had to decide. And, that's not our fault. That's on the 509s. I mean, that's the 509s, 509s yeah, have, yeah. have had, they have mixed up per semester and per annual information frequently. And now I'm I'm actually noticing now how different all of these 509s are, right? Because some of yep. them have GREs now and some of them don't. Yeah. Some of them report per annual and some per, report per semester tuition and some per credit tuition. And it's just all a mess. I don't know why they don't uniform, uh, like make this <laughs> data uniform. It's supposed to be consumer protection, right? That the that law schools have to report yeah. this stuff, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. then they're like allowed to report it in all these different confusing ways, which is, I don't know, part of the scam, I guess. Yeah. It's really interesting. Cause yeah, like Vanderbilt has per annual and then per credit, like, and but the, then it doesn't have any data in the per credit. No, section. it's all zeros. <laughs> it's these things are a mess. Like, uh, Hey, American bar association, are you listening? Like, are you paying any attention to what's going on with these this you're supposed to be the watchdog, I thought. Yeah, you should be rejecting these five hundred nine reports. Yeah, they don't have the information. Put Ben and I in charge. We'll get this. We'll get these reports, and we'll be like, no, fuck you. Go back and redo it. <laughs> Give us a better report. We want to see yeah. what's actually going on at your class. Yeah, uh, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem to be anybody actually watching um, the. Uh, or it's the fox guarding it's the. It's weird house. though, because U.S. Know. News and World Report would be very interested in having accurate data. So I don't. I wonder what they well, do. They're too. interested in selling shit, though, right? <laughs> I mean, they like they want to put out the rankings and have a bunch of news stories about their rankings and sell a bunch of subscriptions to their ranking products. They don't give a shit about the actual students. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I'm pretty sure these are per semester, though. Sorry, just to clarify. Yeah. Okay. These. On that's by the way, lsatdemon.com/scholarships. You can put in a GPA and an LSAT and you can do a calculation and we've gotten nothing but feed, good feedback that um, actual offers have been very closely in line with what this estimator tool has been spitting out. Yeah. So um, it's not a calculator. It's not like you can you know take this to the bank or anything, but you can be pretty sure that if you apply to a broad range of schools, you're going to get a broad range of offers that look like the results that this estimator uh, are sp is spitting out. If that weren't true, we would get rid of the estimator because we're not bullshitting you. Like we're not just selling stuff. Uh, but let me let me finish my point, sure. which was yep. this. Jordan's talking about applying with something at their median, which results in less than full tuition scholarship with 
with five more LSAT points, that changes to more than full tuition scholarship. Yep. Five LSAT points, saving Jordan at least 50% uh, on a three-year law degree. Yeah. Which at Vanderbilt costs $64,000 a year. So a year and a half of $64,000 a year. Let's just round it up to a hundred grand. How about that? Yeah. I mean, it's 90 to a hundred, right? And but that's not even taking into account interest and all the other stuff you're going to have to pay on top of it. So rounding to a hundred is actually generous. Yeah. So I guess that's my, my real message here for Jordan and for all of our listeners is if you're serious about this path as a career, why don't you get yourself five more LSAT points and save yourself a hundred thousand dollars? I mean, for a long time, I've been saying that one LSAT point is worth $10,000. Yeah. But this is an example where one LSAT point is worth $20,000. Yep. One LSAT point, Jordan, $20,000. <laughs> like, I, I don't care how rich your family is. Oh, well, I mean, I guess there's, you know, you, you could be like billionaires, in which case you now no longer give a Money, shit about anything. Yeah, but, yeah. It, it, they, you know, your, your family might have generously offered to pay for your law school education but you still <laughs> might be able to come back to them and go, you know what, mom, dad, thank you very much. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to work on my LSAT a little bit more and I'm going to go to this school for free. Yep. I'll, I'll save you. Thank you, mom and dad, but I'm going to save you a hundred grand by getting yep. five more LSAT points. Yep. Okay. Anything it's hard, more? It's hard to imagine a situation where that's not beneficial. It's very, very <laughs> small percentage of the world that wouldn't care about that savings. Like literally, you know, yeah, hundred millionaires, those types yeah. of folks. When it's just like when they're tacking on zeros, then okay, fine. But for any normal people, you know, like your mom and dad are like normal, successful people. It, <laughs> $100,000 is like a significant chunk of money. Yep. And uh and they just they just give it a they like just hand it out like candy. Mhm. I mean it Yeah, to to be clear, Vanderbilt gives half to full tuition scholarships to 37% of their class. And another 3% get more than full tuition scholarships. So 40% of the class at Vanderbilt is paying less than half price to go there. Mm-hmm. And if the tuition was $6,000, it wouldn't be a big deal, but it's $64,000. <laughs> <It's unbelievable. laughs> Plus another couple grand in fees, you know, and that's not counting books or living expenses. Yep. Uh, this is an enormously expensive luxury product for people who pay for it. Yep. And uh, that's really what I want you to do. Jordan is if you're going to go, I just, I do not want you paying these people. You know what we should actually be focusing on when we look at these 509 reports? And in, in many ways you are, but what's the percentage of people paying full for Vanderbilt, say? Yeah, so, um, yeah, 15%. That is criminal. <laughs> it should right? be. It sure seems like it should be, yeah. I mean, like, I don't want to be out there yelling about, like, you guys are a bunch of crooks and, and you should be literally prosecuted for fraud or whatever. But, but how do you is, feel about it, admitting someone and then saying, okay, thanks, yeah. what you owe is $64,000 a year. I know. And you are in the minority here. <laughs> and I'm not going to blink an eye. I'm not going to feel bad about sending you that bill. 
Well, if we got eight, you know, again, it's like, hey, American Bar Association, are you listening? Because, yeah, we like imagine, Ben, if we were allowed to make the template for the 509 report. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Could that be so great? Because right at the top, we could just have one number and that number would be the percentage of the class that pays full price. And for Vanderbilt, it would be 15 percent. Yeah. 15. Welcome to this prestigious school where 15% of our students pay full price. They're, they're fully admitting that the, f- the full price is not the actual price. Yeah. I mean, well, if I mean, you're they're only not charging that to 15% of your class. <laughs> there's no way you can run a business if that's what you need right. to run the school. Yeah. And that, that's where I would just love to hear what the bar association has to say about it. You know, the state bar. I want to know what the, what the Tennessee State Bar has to say about that. I want to know what the American Bar Association has to say about that. All these people who never stop talking about justice and access and diversity and all this shit. Like, how do you feel about the fact that only 15% of the people at this school pay the actual pay the price that they say it costs? It just yeah. it feels so dirty. I hate it so much. Yeah. That's why I'm a Costco shopper, right? You go to Costco, there aren't any, it's not like coupons and deals and, oh, don't get your, don't buy your TV today because tomorrow it'll be on sale. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's none of that type of bullshit. You go into Costco, you know you're going to get a good product at a fair price. Tomorrow it might be a little bit cheaper, but it's not going to be like half as much because tomorrow is their white sale or whatever, where they, you know, like slash all the prices. And also it's not like, Oh, did you bring in the coupon? Oh, you didn't bring in the coupon. Oh, we're going to charge you more. You know, <laughs> there's a whole like, Oh yeah. Just, I hate, that's so dirty to me. You didn't hear about the coupon. Well, I, you know, <laughs> or cars, right? Like that's why I buy all my cars at CarMax. Cause I just like, I, I love CarMax cause there's one price mm-hmm. and I don't have to negotiate and I don't have to like, feel like somebody else is getting the same car for cheaper or whatever. It's just like CarMax has one price and that's it. Take it or leave it. And you know, you're getting like an okay deal. Yeah. With these law schools, you're if boy, if you're paying anything close to full tuition, you're not, (laughs) you're getting a terrible deal. Well, so we just talked about Vanderbilt. I was curious and I just randomly clicked on another 509 report this time for uh usc so university of southern california yeah any guess what the percentage of students who are paying full prices 15 percent uh three (laughs) what three percent so 29 percent are getting less than half but 67 percent are getting half to full Wow. Only 1% is getting full and only 1% is getting more than full. So most people are falling in that half to full tuition range. But again, it's just blatantly obvious that the full price is not an actual thing, except for those 3%, right? Those 3%. Oof. I hope you're not at USC right now and hearing this and paying full. Can you imagine? <laughs> you imagine sitting there, like if, if you squeak in, you know, to USC. Yeah. Good luck. You're... You're you're there. You're one three out of a hundred who are paying full price. Ninety seven percent are getting the exact same product as you are, except for cheaper. And so you're paying more, and you're gonna get less benefit from the school yeah, because right. you're doing worse. You you can't maybe go to on campus interviews. 
because no one. Yeah, so you're is not getting the same product for yeah. a worse price. You're getting a worse product for a worse price. Like you're gonna graduate with all this debt. You're not gonna do as well on average. You're just not mm-hmm. gonna do as well in the academic competition. You're probably yeah. You're not gonna get the plum on campus. I mean, okay. There's always exceptions, right? Like oh yeah, sure yeah. Somebody sneaked squeaked in and ended up being the valedictorian yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's a thing sometimes most of the time it's not (laughs) we're not all exceptional like that so most of the time no you're yeah you're gonna you're gonna struggle to get good grades because you're competing against people who have better undergraduate grades than you do and better LSATs than you do that's why they got scholarships and you didn't yep and then yeah Morrison Forster is going to come to campus and it's going to be like oh we're doing on-campus interviewing um anybody who has Top 25% grades or top 15% yeah. grades can come interview with MoFo and you're going to be there like, what? I I went to USC because I wanted the on-campus interview. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. You you chose poorly. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a lengthy response, uh, total non-sequitur <laughs> response to Jordan's <laughs> question. Thank you, Jordan, for emailing in. Um, yep. Anybody, if you would like to participate in this conversation, I would love for it to be an actual conversation. And all you got to do is email daily at lsatdemon.com. Uh, it's been kind of slow uh, in the inboxes for both Thinking LSAT and for LSAT Demon. So this is a really good time to uh, get your question on the air if you're interested. Yeah. Daily at lsatdemon.com. If you'd like to ask us a question or contribute to this conversation about Vanderbilt or let us know if people who are convicted of multiple crimes charged with felonies are allowed to practice law in the state of Tennessee. Or we, anywhere. Yeah. yeah, we'd love to know all that stuff. Um, so yeah, email us. Thanks for listening. Thank you.